the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Come Together San Diego and our very uh, wonderful program that we do one hour every month. is called the Align with Zion Hour. We are visiting with my dear, sweet friend, Anarina Hyman in Jerusalem. This is a fun topic because oftentimes we talk about the different months and the different festivals, but we're entering into a time where there's a, a, a lack of festivals, but no lack of things to talk about. I think after the big boom of all these uh, festivals, we need to figure out what's next. So, Kat, if you don't mind, let's just uh, do an overview of what we've been through yes. so that we can understand what's happening now. You okay. know, like with any kind of cycle, if you look at waves, there, um, there's an ebb and flow. And if you get through all these intense times, then you have to take a break. You have to exhale a little bit and inhale a bit again to, to get uh, to the next step. So that's exactly what's happening here. So just to remind the listeners again of what we've been through. So I'm going to start in the middle um, of the, the fast. Everybody remember that we had um, a series of fasts. We had the, the 17th of Tammuz where uh, the, the enemy basically broke through the walls of Jerusalem and three weeks after that, we have had Tisha B'Av. we discussed, was basically when they burned down the temple. Both temples, Jewish temples, burned down on the same date, the 9th of Av. Then we switched over in a week um, from the 9th of Av to the 15th of Av. We could see the switch over because we also spoke about the fact that in the Prophet Zechariah it says that these fasts will turn into feasts. But we can also see in the calendar that, that uh, things are starting to lighten up in that time. So on the 15th of Av, we spoke about this, uh, sort of the Valentine's Day on the Jewish calendar. It is a festival, an ancient festival that you can actually read in the Bible about when the young girls would go in white dresses and um, they will dance in the vineyards and that's how uh, they, there was a lot of matchmaking on that day. <laughs> and then from there, it even goes, and from there we also had the seven weeks of consolation to speak tenderly to Jerusalem, telling her that her sad days are over. That's also the time that we then get into the month of Elul. Um, Elul also stands for Ani Lidodili, I'm to my beloved, and my beloved is mine. That, that's it, the end of summer. Right, and that's the, uh, sixth, the end, that's the sixth month in the Hebrew calendar, entering into the seventh month, which we are concluding 
now, but uh, what a remarkable month. I'll tell you what, uh, I have been very active and busy. This is my favorite uh, Hebrew month uh, in the year, Tishri, and we love that, don't we? Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a lot of hard work. Um, Kat. Um, it's, it's a lot of hard work, but then the fun comes as well, or the, the celebrations. And like we uh, said before, uh, these aren't um, holidays. These, these are holy days. It means that there's a lot of solical work, work on your soul that, that goes into it. Israel also intercedes tremendously for the nations. Um, let's get into that. Uh, we spoke about the month of the law. We said, firstly, that that is the end of summer where you have to start gathering in the harvest, in gathering of the harvest itself. So by the time when you get to Tishrei, when all these massive festivals happen, you can see your harvest. And yes. in the beginning of that, we have the, the new year. Um, and on that, that day, we said, uh, God sits on his throne and he judges. Now, would so that be, that would be the, what we would call the Yom Teruah, which would be the, uh, the time of the breath, the breathing forth, the, which is illustrative the, of, of new life, of invigoration, but it's also in, in, indicative of uh, God's judgment books opening up. And uh, Correct. It, it's, it's a, a time remarkable time. It says Teruah means the blowing of the shofar. Yes. So in the month of Elul, when we, in, we, we, we had the in-gathering, we were in the fields getting re- ready, and that was also the time when God was in the field. Then he goes to his throne room and he sits in judgment on Rosh um, uh, Hashanah, uh, on, the, on the beginning of the year. Um, Ten days of all between that and Yom Kippur. And on Yom Kippur, you are sealed for the year coming. And then we have another few days, uh, three days leading up to Sukkot, and then uh, we have the festival of Sukkot, seven days. Um, it's tremendous what happens in that time. We know that Sukkot is the time where Israel um, intercedes for the nations, and you can see that in Numbers 29, where we have to bring 70 bull offerings corresponding with the 70 nations. Also, and we will discuss this, and I'm asking the listeners to sort of keep a pen, uh, a pencil and paper ready to, to jot down what we're saying, because there's a lot of things that are linking into each other here. So, so just to follow really logically on what we're doing here, so that we don't lose the, the listeners on what uh, we yes, say. Yes, yes, yes. And let me make a comment here, Anarina. You say uh, move, <laughs> move forward logically, and this is a remarkable statement that you made, because... God's mentality is moving everything forward logically. There are cycles in God's provision and plan. And if we can comprehend these cycles, we can be prepared for the next message that he wants to share with us. Except different, different from the year before, the message is, is similar but deeper. <laughs> every time we hit the same kind of characteristics and every month has a certain dynamic. If we can learn those dynamics, if we can learn to flow with God, then like you said, it's not just a cycle, it's a um, spiral that spirals upwards, and every year we can go higher on the spiral. I like so, it. So, so that is the quote, and we just spoke about the 70 bulls, but there is, at the end of the reading of the Torah, at the end of the five books of Moses, we read the Torah 
these five books of Moses um, in the span of a year. Yes. And at the end, there is a song that Moses sings, and it's called Ha'azinu. It says, um, give ear to what I'm going to tell you now so that you remember what I'm saying. And in the song, Kat, he says, ask your forefathers, um, in the time when God allocated the borders of the nations according to the number of the Israelites. And we know that there are 70 nations, and we know that 70 souls, Jacob and his sons and his grandsons, 70 souls entered Egypt. A massive nation came out. But the nations are allocated according to this primordial number of the Israelites that went into Egypt, and that is 70. And therefore we give... We have to offer the 70 bulls. At the same time, we also know that this intercession is a time of the prayer for rain. We can discuss this if we can't get through it now in the next (laughs) section, a little bit of what happens there. But we know that this intercession that we do for rain actually involves the nations in the future. And that's how we know that these cycles of God is still running today as it ran, as he stated it to the Jewish people, that he said these are eternal festivals. We also know that he says in the future, during your time of intercession, you have to also pray for rain for the nations. Yes. now, and Anarina, we see that in, in Zechariah 14, yes. where the nations will have to come up during Sukkot to do that. And I know Anarina couldn't contain herself. She's given the entire broad brushstroke. <laughs> and we're going to come back in the remainder of the show and dig more deeply yeah. into each one of these components. But my listening friend, know this. God has a plan for mankind. And instead of just telling mankind once and trusting that we get it, he gives it to us over and over and over again. In the book of Genesis, it talks about that he created the sun, the moon, and the stars for signs and seasons. And God's desire is to give us the message, you know, like a good instructor. A good instructor gives you the message several different times. In fact, God's been doing it for thousands of years. And uh, we need to get it. And uh, I'm just thrilled to have an Orthodox teacher Anarina Hyman with me to help us go through these cycles and comprehend more deeply God's intentions for us. So we're about ready to end this first segment, but in the future segments here, stay with us because we're going to dive into some of the other cycles uh, and levels of God and his Torah and help us understand these things in a greater way. We're going to dive into uh, the days of Noah and the storyline there that is not only important for yesterday, and today, but also important for forever. We're going to talk about the rain and the rainy seasons. I love all these things. These are remarkable. And God has given them to us for signs, for seasons, for understanding, for lessons. And we're just thrilled that Honorina of Align with Zion is here with us again so we can talk through all these things. And my listening friend, Honorina and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And we're back with Honorina Hyman from Jerusalem. And this is our special hour called the Align with Zion Hour. Honorina Hyman, Orthodox uh, teacher extraordinaire. And we were going to get into another component. And she said, you can't do that until I finish. I put a period on my statements on the previous segment. So Honorina, 
uh, forgive me for cutting you off there, and uh, let's do it. Not a problem, guys. And, and literally what I want to discuss is the great finish. The great. <laughs> so, so, so let's see what that means. So we just spoke about a seven-day festival called Sukkot. We said that it's in um, Israel intercedes for the nations, but also there is this component of rain that we will also discuss a little bit further. But interestingly enough, just to tell the listeners what happened in uh, during these seven days, uh, the the men have to go and they have to take the four species, um, which is the willow and an etrog uh, uh, kind of a, uh, citrus kind of fruit. Uh, four species that we have to take together. It also uh, signifies the unity. We are in a time, and the listeners have to mark this, that we are in a time when we have to move forward in unity, and they will see this also in the elections in Israel. The way that it's going to play out, everything will revolve around unity. So it's very, very important because that unity brings the blessing, which is the manifestation of rain. So so for seven days, the men have to go every day around the Dima. The Dima is a stage where they place the Torah and the scroll. And every day, one cycle. And they go through it with uh, through the alphabet or the alphabet of the Hebrew. And we spoke about that, Kaz. We said that it's very deep. Every word of the um, alphabet, of the Hebrew alphabet, builds worlds. So through specific, very deep, biblical Hebrew words, they then go around this bima. And on the seventh day, which is called Hoshana Rabbah, the day of the great Hoshana, on that day they cycle the bima seven times. And this reminds you of something, that reminds you of the story of Jericho, where for seven days they had to go around Jericho, and on the seventh day they had to go seven times, and the walls fell down. This is the same principle. You will always see the same biblical principle being applied in different aspects. And here we are bringing down the rain. It's like a spiritual turbine that we're winding up, starting to train, also for rain, also for unity. And then on the eighth day, it's called Shmene Atzeret. It's the eighth and it's the big stock. On that day, we finished praying for rain. On that day, or we, we, we finished with the, with the Oshanas and the, the going around the Bima. Um, but that's the eighth day when we go higher. Eighth always takes you to a higher level. And that's where we then have some private time with God, and that's when we pray for rain. Yes. So, so we switch between the seasons. From Pesach to Sukkot, we only ask for dew, so yes. that we don't have rain in the fields. But then from Sukkot to Pesach, we switch that prayer, and then we have to start praying for the rain again, so that we will have a um, bountiful rain and blessing for, for the next harvest yes. to come. So all of that happening on this day that is called Shmini Aspirit. But yes. on the same day, um, Kaz, we finish the reading of the Torah of the, the, of the old cycle, and then we start the new cycle. And that, and is, tied to, that is tied to the number eight, is it not? That's correct. Let me let That's me just interject correct. here because I I just want to give mm-hmm. our listeners a, a, another perspective. You know, you and I mm-hmm. we, we see the same things, and I think the Lord mm-hmm. gave us different perspectives that we can bounce off each other. Sure. One, sure. one of the big things that's happening now in this year is it has transitioned from five seven 
seven nine to five seven eight zero, and there's the eight again. And the whole idea there is brand new, fresh, exciting. But it doesn't change the nuance of the cycle; it just enhances it. And uh, that that's so in the change of the year, the change of the days, the change of the decades. So, my friend, God gives us so many different ways to comprehend His plans. For us and what to anticipate in the days that follow. So there you go, Honorina. I just wanted to say my eight cents worth. <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. And and yes, basically the eight always means to transcend the natural. It takes you to the next level. Eight also is the is the letter pay, which means the mouth, but also an opening. It's creating a new opening for you to go higher. So eight always takes you to a higher level. And what we can see basically here is we are now um, um, finishing the old Torah cycle and we're going into the new one. And what is so important here, which, uh, just to remind the listeners as well, we said that King David in Psalm 23, verse 3, it translates to English, you, you guide me into the, uh, the past of righteousness. But we know that the Hebrew now, we've learned now that the Hebrew doesn't say past. It says cycles, or ma'agal means a circle. So you are guiding me into these circles and cycles of righteousness. That's amazing. So con- connected to that, we now start the new year with the, with, uh, the reading of the Torah. But yes. what happens on that day, Kaz? You remember that we did these seven cycles or um, that we, were, we went around the Bima seven times during Sukkot. Mm-hmm. This happens exactly again on this day. The men take all the Torah scrolls, come out, and all the men dance with the, the Torah scrolls around the Bima. And they go again according to the Hebrew alphabet, uh, or alphabet. And, and it's tremendous power that's happening there when they, when they do this. Yes. And then we have... Uh, what we call two bridegrooms. There is the bridegroom of the Torah that comes and he finishes the previous year's cycle. And then we call another bridegroom up and he will then be the one that starts the new cycle. And it's extremely festive, uh, Cass. The night before we dance in the streets um, with the Torah, the people go through the neighborhoods um, carrying the scroll of the Torah and then also we do that in the morning as well. Yes. And then when these bridegrooms have to come to, to, to finish the one cycle and to start the, the new cycle, they are literally carried on the shoulders of, of, of their friends to come in a joyous occasion like a wedding. Oh, you start. love it. We love it. It is beautiful. L- let me ask you a question. Beautiful. Let me ask you a question, Honorina. Um, you're a Jew. You're an Orthodox Jew, and I'm a Gentile. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the these major truths that God has hidden in His uh, Tanakh and His Torah uh, are gleanable for everyone. And obviously, Correct. as a Jew, they have special meaning to you. But what are some rudimentary things that we Gentiles can take from this time frame in this cycle as well? Uh, you know, we have not prepared and dug as deeply as you, so we may not get all the depth of this, but give us kind of a rudimentary overview of some of the things we should be anticipating. Uh, obviously, the, the cycles of God, they're instructive, and the dates and days are instructive, but is there anything else that you want 
want to tell we Gentiles? I think the most important is that we have to put the puzzle pieces together. <laughs> first. Um, I think that most of our listeners know that there are cycles and that the number seven and the number eight play a tremendous part in this. Yes. We also know that there are certain dynamics um, that we said in the Bible that repeats itself. Everything, and you, you mention this all the time, it's about repetition, about repetition. Um, for us, it's also to remember certain things. Now, in this, what is happening in this time of year is that switch over. We are literally going from the year past. We stood before God. Uh, we said, this is, this is my harvest. This is what I did. These are the mistakes that I've made. I want, to, I want to better myself now, and I want to move on. And then you have between where he writes down everything that has been said and, 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 and the judgment of that year, we have the, those 10 days of negotiation, and then we have where he sees us. Now, on Hoshana about the seventh day of the court, that report literally comes down, Kaz. Um, they say if you could open your mind in, in, in your spiritual eye, you would literally see millions of little papers coming from heaven. And every, uh, every paper, your paper reaches you and say, this is um, what is for you. This is your report for this year. And this is your provision for this year. And then after that, on the eighth day, we take that and we go one step higher. So for the listeners, is to, we have to understand that we are now entering into a whole new year, mm-hmm. but also, like you said, we are entering into a whole new um, a new period because we are now in year 5780 where there's a new opening that's coming up. So we can expect quite a few changes coming up in, in the, uh, the years coming. Yes. And I think we will see that. So, so just to learn that there are sevens, that there are eights, and we have to sanctify time. And as we sanctify time, we move with God to take us um, to the next level. It's time for us to uh, get into a commercial break and come back uh, in the next segment. Honorina and I are going to talk about the cycles that we talked about earlier, except we're going to apply this to the rain, the rain cycles, and things that happen and the blessings that happen tied to that when Honorina and I come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on k Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And yes, indeed, I am back, but I am not alone. I'm with your friend, Anarina Hyman with a line with Zion out of Jerusalem, and here we are out of San Diego, California. And one of the things I noticed, Anarina, is we're on a similar, I believe it's latitude, so a lot of the weather that you get is similar to the weather we get here in, in Southern California. And uh, one of the things that we look forward in this time frame uh, to is, is rain, and rain is certainly one of the great uh, great messages. One of the time, my, when my son was very young, we were in a church environment, and God was stirring him with, you know, he was like 
four years old, and uh, he was he was being stirred, and it was ra- raining outside, and he said to the congregation, "Rain is the grace of God." This is a four year old kid, and we're and my wife and I wow. are looking at one another, and we're going, "Wow, how did he get that?" Rain is God's grace towards men. I mean, four-year-old kid. So I, 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 I'm thrilled about this topic, as you know, as you can tell, it's really dear to my heart because my son got a revelation about this at a very, very young age. So let's talk a little bit about the cycles and how rain and the rainy season naturally and spiritually plays a big role, not only in our lives for the present, but in our lives for the future. And as we dig back, we'll realize it played a big role in the lives of the patriarchs of the past. Honorina? Absolutely, Cass. Um, when it comes to rain in Israel, it always connects us back to our past, um, our present, and our future. And uh, to understand this, the rain is very connected to, to the festivals itself and, like we said, the agricultural cycles. So now when we said that we have to pray for rain du- during Shemini Aseret, or the eighth day, we just said that you have the spiritual turbine that you start stirring um, by going around the Bima, going around the um, Torah and asking God for the rain. But you can't yet ask for the rain because if you ask for the rain, then you're going to have rain while you put in your sukkah. And we say the sukkah is flimsy. And it, it, the, the roof needs to be built in such a way that you can see the stars. So you really don't want to have rain in that time. <laughs> so even our prayers are very much structured around how God guides and governs his world through the cycles as well. So on this um, eighth day, we then go and we switch over into, into the prayerful rain and we ask God to send the rain. But then we still wait a little bit, um, Cass, because remember, in the old days, the pilgrims had to come up to Jerusalem and then they had to go back. So you can't ask for immediate rain because then you won't be able to get back or you're going to get really wet before you get back. (laughs) So even that, in the Jewish mind and understanding what the Torah says, extrapolated from the Torah, we work that into the equation as well. And that's when we ask um, during Shemini Atzeret for the rain to be activated but only to start uh, start to fall on the 17th of Cheshvan. That is the month that we are now going to enter, which is very interesting, Cass, because that's the topic for the next section. Yes. It's on the 17th of Cheshvan, the, the, the flood of Noah started. So again, a very big connection between the pilgrimage, the, the prayerful rain, and when the rain actually starts to fall and how it's connected with with the flood itself. Yes. Uh, itself. So let's just talk about rain itself before we get into Noah. Um, and that's about the rain is, is a tremendous power. It, it, it is also equated to be the resurrection of the dead because the rain falls and it activates the seeds in the ground to come to new life. The rain, like you said, also during the water libation that we brought during Sukkot, is only brought for seven days. But it is the height of our joy because it represents God's unconditional love. It falls on everybody. Sinner and saint together, it falls on the righteous and on the, those who are not that righteous. But with, without it, we cannot live. Um, also, a personal story for me, um, we are taught that when the rain falls, it means that the gates 
of God's heavenly storehouses are open. Oh my. So when you see the rainfall, you go and pray. It means literally the spiritual storehouses at that moment um, are open and you can ask for um, provision. You can ask for resources, everything that you need. And I remember there was a time in my life when I was at this specific switch over in my life also where I thought I need a specific provision on something right now. And at that stage, um, there was, it, it rained really hard. I went to stand inside, you know, in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point I said, if this is true, and your gates, the gates to the storehouses of heaven is open, I ask for a certain provision. And to the TCAS, I, I got what I asked for. My, my. Obviously, we have to ask in line with God's will. We just can't ask anything. Yes. But it's, it's, it's encouraging to, for the, for the uh, listeners also to know that the manifestation of rain is literally also Geshem. The word Geshem is, uh, is the same Hebrew uh, root as for something to materialize. Yes. So it's for the spirit to materialize into something tangible. So Hitkashmut, you can hear the Geshem inside, which is rain. I love that it. That we get. Um, it is literally standing in the materialization of the spiritual into the physical when you stand yes. in the rain. I, I have a question uh, for you. When you during rain. I have a question it. for you. In the book, uh, uh, help me with the pronunciation, the Hebrew pronunciation, but we, we call it the book of Malachi. How would you pronounce yeah. that? It, it talks about... Malachi. Yeah, yes. It talks about mm-hmm. bringing the tithes. I'm reading I'm King James quote here, bringing the tithes yes. into the storehouse so that there may be yes. meat in God's house. And if you do this, he will pour. You use the word pour. And I want to use, apply uh-huh. this here, too. And as as we come become intimate with God, the more we do this, he will pour out a blessing. Just like he pours the rain as a blessing, he will pour provision for you as a blessing as well. Would that be a, an appropriate uh, scripture for what we're talking about for pouring and raining and the rainy season? Yes. So, so here in, uh, let me just open my Bible here. It basically says the same thing. And the word that is used here for storehouse is actually the treasury. Or means treasure. So um, God says that he will open this treasury up and he will, then it go, he goes um, um, on and he says, I will open up the wide expanses of the heavens for you. But this specific verse comes with a specific condition. It says that you have to bring a tithe, a maaseo, to the storehouse itself. So with us, every time all these things um, go together with what we bring him so that he can then give back to us as well. But truly, as you say in that verse, it speaks about the treasuries of heaven that will be open at that time if you do correctly on the conditions that he gives you. Yes, and it does tie. This does tie in with God's blessings from heaven and how you know the rain is a blessing and the rainy season and things like that. So this was just Kaz and his King James kicking in there. So sorry about that, Amarina. <laughs> Not a problem, guys. Coming back to or going to the next section, we just spoke about the fact that we have asked for the rain. We have been activated with a prayer, and then, but we're still waiting for all the pilgrims to get back to their home, um, so that we can then, so that the rain can then start. And that's on the seventeenth of Cheshvan, and that's 
when the flood happened. So in the next section, we will discuss a little bit, a little bit about what happened in this month um, in the past, uh, the promises that God made, and, and certain laws that came with it. Yes. Well, uh, when you look at the big picture and you step back, you realize that God has the whole thing planned out. And the, really the bottom line is to bring us to that intimate relationship that he longs for. And uh, we have to admit, so oftentimes we uh, miss the mark, but he keeps giving us chances and chances and chances. We're going to talk more about that as we talk about Noah and the flood and the rainy seasons and what this means for us today and even into the tomorrows. Honorina and I will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And the last segment already. Are you kidding me with Align with Zion and the Align with Zion Hour on Arena? Hyman, how are you doing? We're, 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 we're checking off our list of things we must talk about. And uh, we talked about the rains and uh, the rainy season in the last segment. And this is really a natural follow-on, especially not only because of the time of the month and the year right now, but it's also when mm-hmm. it's tied to the topic of rain and rainy seasons. If you carry this through, you have to think of a, about a, a man in Scripture called Noah. Did I say that right? Oh, okay. Very impressed. Noah. Noah. And, you know, we, uh, we non-Hebrews might say Noah, uh, but we really should say Noah. And thank you, Alan, Marina, for it. sharing that with me. But this, there's a lot of, of meat in this topic because uh, Noah, Noah was really the guy whom God saw as uh, having the right heart. And uh, he, he would carry the lineage and his heart cry for humanity through this mm-hmm. individual. And that's a remarkable story. But, uh, you know, in these days, there are tribulatory times. And sometimes we need to learn our lessons from when the rain falls. That God wants to not only judge, but also provide the rainbow bow of promise. So I'm going to hand this off to you as we talk about Noah and the what you would call the Noah Hyde uh, covenant and uh, honorina take it away so guys it's a, it's a very interesting time of year first we said that we had a lot of festivals concentrated in tishrei in the month of tishrei and now we're in the month of cheshvan again cheshvan and it's suddenly nothing um we know that solomon finished the temple building um, in this month but the temple stood empty for almost 12 months till the month of tishrei uh, where they had the dedication of the temple. So that happened in the, um, in the month of Cheshvan, but, and, and like the month itself, it stood empty, like the temple itself, it stood empty. It, it, it was, nothing moved forward in that time. Um, also, it's a difficult month because we are now going into the month of darkness, correct? We're going into um, a time of, of, of slumber or hibernation. Right. And, and in this time, it's also the rainy season. Yes. Season. Would, would it be safe um, to say that this hibernation is, is a, a multiplicity of hibernations? You've got the hibernation of the earth. And in many instances, you have the hibernation of animals. And from our standpoint, we, we, 
we pull back on some of the things we just got done doing in the summer and That's spring it. and fall. <laughs> and now we have to kind of lay back like a seed in the ground. I mean, it, this, this, and, this and, is so and remarkable. Remember not to be counterproductive in this time when you want to push out a lot of things and nothing happens. Remember, this is the cycle in which God moves now. And this is a time when you have to receive the rain. So, again, we are in, into a decline or into something where it gets darker. Uh, we also know that this is a month where Yovam, the king of the house of Israel, decided to split from the kingdom of Judah, and he started a new festival that was completely against God's will in this time. Um, king Zedekiah was also captured in this time. So wow. here we have dark things happening in this month, and also the flood started. A massive judgment on the world Well, yeah, and it, on the 17th of Cheshvan. Because, because God's cycles uh, can glean lessons uh, no matter what year you're talking about. So this was, as far as from Noah and his time frame, this was really the dark, one of the darkest times for all mankind because of us turning away from God and became godless. Correct. And so there it is again. And so what happens oh. in this season of darker, darkness we know what happens uh it's, it's a rain time and boy did this happen didn't it <laughs> and no no exactly. ox day <laughs> oh my remember that the judgments that were just sealed in yom kippur is now starting to play themselves out that's why you would see this tremendous judgment coming in this month kicking off in this month um but here is a very special thing um Kaz. And, and, and I would like to encourage the listeners on this. Noah knew that God said to him, you have to do this, you have to build this. It doesn't make sense. You have an, uh, it's not just a hunch for Noah. It was very specific. But we have a hunch, and we know that God is leading us in a certain way, and the people are asking, what are you doing? This, this is not normal. What is this thing that you are building? And the very thing, the vessel that he built, when the tragedy struck, when the chaos came, the thing that killed everybody else was the thing that carried him um, during a whole phase of survival. The same thing we can see is connected to Moses. When all the boys were thrown into the Nile to be killed, his mother went to the Nile and she placed him in, in an ark-like vessel, also with a tar, and she put him in the very thing that killed all the other boys, and it carried him to his destiny. So sometimes the very thing that's coming at you, if you are connected to God and you did what he said, that very thing will, won't kill you. It will carry you um, in the times coming when, when the world judgments will play out. Wow, what a that's profound what, thought. Wow, how profound is that? <laughs> Correct. And that's why we need to make sure that we are staying very close to God in his instructions, instruction being, being the Torah, his word, to make sure that we have it to carry us in the times when judgments will come to the world. That's right. So very important for us to know. But you, you spoke about the, the laws. Um, that we call, yeah, I, I mentioned the uh, Noahide uh, uh, covenant. And uh, this is mm -hmm. something that, that uh, is 
a universal code actually goes back to the days of Noah, Noah. And uh, this was even before, you know, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. It was before uh, the Levitical priesthood. It was before all those things, but it was still the code of God for righteousness. And uh, there's universal a, thank universal you. Laws. And there's Correct. so much to be gleaned from this. And as we look through some of these uh, uh, Noahide uh, covenants, you'll find many of them very, very similar to what Moses was given on Mount Sinai. And be, because mm-hmm. the character of God doesn't change. He he. He, 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 how, how shall I say it? He customizes his message based on who you are, but the message doesn't change, but maybe the manner of delivery does. So why don't you talk a little bit about this Noahide uh, covenant uh, in the uh, about three or four minutes we have left in this segment. It goes too fast, Honorina. It goes too fast. <laughs> sure, guys. Um, I think the most important is, yes, there are... What we, what we, the Jewish people, received on, on Mount Sinai was obviously for us, the Torah that was given to us, and the commandments that we still have to keep today. Again, in Judaism, we don't expect anybody else to do that. We don't want people to, to, to take any laws on. It was given to us for a specific task. But there are certain laws, universal laws, that everybody has um, to keep. And this, um, these are, the first law is do not profane God one. As God is one you cannot split him. He is, he is all one and in all. Um, the second one is do not curse your creator. The third one is do not murder. The fourth is do not eat a limb uh, from a living animal. The fifth one is do not steal. The sixth one is to harness and channel the human libido. That has to do uh, with sexual acts, incest, adultery, rape, all those kind of things um, are not allowed. Um, basically to, to, to walk modestly with God. Um, and then the seventh one is to establish courts of law and ensure justice in our world. It means that you have to put mechanisms in place that will keep the world in order. Those are universal laws. It has to be kept by everybody to keep the foundations of God's world to run. The next um, is for the Jewish people to keep um, that we received um, through the Torah. Yes. But this is where it gets even more interesting, Kaz. We know that the rainbow was given to Noah as a covenant, where God said, I will not destroy the world with water again. And we know that the rainbow has seven colors corresponding to these seven laws. But it comes from one color or it comes from life itself that will be split into these colors. And the whole message of the Noahide laws and, and, and understanding what God wants for us on a foundational level is that he is one and that he wants unity. But within this oneness of um, his, we are diverse. I like it. And he made us diverse and we have to learn and, and respect the fact that through this diversity, if we can um, harness these laws, it will bring us into union with God. So we are not trying to push away people that are different and of different opinions from us. We are just learning how to harness the truths within everybody and to bring that into the oneness of who God is. Wow. So that is the Noahide law. You know what I saw when you mentioned this, and you're talking about the rainbow, which which is God's promise not to destroy the mm-hmm. earth in such a way again. Mm-hmm. But when, when you talk about the oneness of God, here you have a multifaceted, multicolored rainbow, which illustrates God's 
promise. It's a, it's, it is a single rainbow, but within that single rainbow, there are so many different gradations and colors. Correct. What, what a manifest uh, vision of uh, God and his, not only his love for us, but his character and the fa- so many different facets. Talk briefly about that because we, we have one minute left. <laughs> So, so that's where the 12 tribes also come in. Uh, God didn't create a nation out of just one person. He created it out of 12 tribes. Because he it. understood that everyone has their own char- characteristics and dynamics, and we're going to have to learn to work together. So the message of the season, Cass, if, I, if I can put it that way, is most definitely, and you will see it happening first in Israel, because that's the... The, the place from which God, God sends impulses from. But you will see that there is a tremendous stress on the fact that we have to start to work in unity. Because ah. unity brings the blessing, brings the rain, um, brings the manifestation of blessing. So whatever we do with friends and family, we have to, and, and our communities, you have to focus on bringing that unity my, my, my. in the time that we need. This, this is a good time uh, for us to conclude this uh, one hour. It's called the Align with Zion Hour, and we're talking about God's blessing and Honorina uh, concluded with the unity uh, one with another as the rainbow is u- unified in colors, but they all have different expressions. And I, I want to remind you, my listening friend, the name of this show, Come Together to San Diego. So we, we are really uh, illustrating Honorina's call for unity here in San Diego as well. Honorina, thank you so much for giving your insights from the Hebrew perspective. Honorina Hyman, thank you. Shalom, shalom. We'll be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, KPraise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, KPraise. I'll tell the world, world. And guess what? We're back live now, and Honorina Hyman with Align with Zion and the Align with. Zion Hour. We love doing uh, interviews with her from Israel, from Jerusalem, and she always has great insights from an Orthodox perspective. But we thought we would use this as a springboard into this live broadcast because San Diego has been experiencing some major, unprecedented, unifying events in, in, right here in our very own cities, in our very own county. And we want to talk a little bit about God's strategies behind that. And I have to help me with that. Billy Alexander, she's with Limitless Realms International Ministries and also someone who many of you may know. Her name is Annie Stone, Maranatha Chapel. Let me say hi, Annie. Hello, Kat. <laughs> and hello, Billy. Hello, Kat. And we're going to, you know, you guys have been tracking that God's been busy in San Diego County. Yes. He is moving in a great way. Yes, he is. And, and I think uh, you guys have a real heart for Hebrew things as well. So you've been 
tracking what he's been doing, not only in general, but also as it's tied to the feasts and festivals. And we just got finished with the Feast of Tabernacles, which is a Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles celebration itself. All these things are burgeoning with deep truths that have everything to do with San Diego. So, Billy, I know you're excited to share some insights on this. And I, I, we're going to start out having you, Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms, tell just a very brief bio, and then we might have Annie do the bio, too, and then we're going to jump into stuff. So, Billy, what's up with Limitless Realms International Ministries? Thank you, Cass. It's great to be with you. Yes. And um, Limitless Realms International Ministries is a prophetic apostolic ministry that's establishing the sound and the prophetic. The proceeding word of the Lord. God uh, asked us to steward that yes. because there's been a proceeding word coming into San Diego for a season now. And you have to, you know, you have to undergird that with prayer and decrees and movement and sound. And we've been after that. Yes. And so uh, we've been enjoying that, been in the ministry for over 40 years but Limitless Realms has been uh, actually only the last eight years. And so, uh, Cass, it's great to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Annie, uh, your dad, I love your dad. Many of you will know the name Ray Bentley. He's one of the leaders of leaders in San Diego County. But he's also a guy who actually loves the Hebrew stuff. He loves Israel and that you guys make trips there all the time. Yes. But I, I, don't, I, I don't want your dad to overshadow you, Annie Stone. So tell us a little bit about you and we'll just toss your dad in there every once what? in a while. No, I remind think, me. I think it matters because I do think that that's one of the things that the Lord is doing right now. Yes. It's a move in the multi-generations yes. coming together. So even in our family kind of being a picture of uh, the family of God. We've got my husband, who is the executive pastor at Maranatha Chapel, then my brother, who uh, just moved from Colorado. Yes. He was pastor there mighty and Daniel. felt the call the of mighty God Daniel. to come back and be a part of what God is doing yes. in San Diego for this season. Um, and then, yeah, I do the women's ministry there and yes. help with many different parts and aspects of what yes. God's doing. I've heard people, that. I have, I've had people tell me in secret about when Annie does these, <laughs> Annie Stone does, does these women meetings, people, they're engaged. And it's not just one or two people. You've got maybe in the hundreds. A couple hundred. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love exciting. that. We kind yeah. of get to, it's like the, the impetus kind of like we get to, I call it, it's the guinea pigs. We get to test things out <laughs> yeah. there. These mighty women, they're really the heartbeat of, of the church. Yes. So it's pretty exciting to see their hunger for yes. the things of the Lord. And, yeah. and hunger for the things of the Lord, but also knowing you and knowing your dad, part of this hunger has a lot to do with Israel. 100%. And what, and what yes. God is doing in Israel. And but, I, he's even opening up the Jewish roots to <laughs> another level, yeah. I would say. Yeah. My dad has always loved Israel supporter, um, uh, you know, but I think right now we're having things. Revelation is yes. just pouring out yes. in an unprecedented way right now into our Jewish heritage, our roots. Um, we're even doing that with the women in the Bible study. We're starting all the way from Genesis and going through the the whole word of God, the whole counsel of God, and that he's never did away with the feast. You know, I, it's funny because I go into these different, you know, regional leaders meetings, and I call it their kind of whiteboard meetings, yes. you know, these kind of planning war room type meetings. What's the heart of God? 
And it's amazing. And they have different callings and anointings and giftings and open doors that God's using them mightily. But then I felt like the Lord said and tapped me on the shoulder and just said, you know, baby girl, come over here. Let me show you the whiteboard of heaven. (laughs) And then took me into looking at his word and how he hasn't done away with Torah and with the Parsha readings, you know, that they have on the Sabbath, uh, how how prophetic and how they're, you know, our past, you know, uh, things that have been actually fulfilled. But it's only a layer and a template for something that he's doing in our present and then even something as an ultimate fulfillment in the future. So I'm like, everyone who wants the prophetic, you need to get into the, the feasts of the Lord, his appointments, his moeds, all those kinds of things. Come so on. it's it's exciting. Yeah, and, and I'm going to let Billy a uh, little insight on this first. Yes. But one of the things also that we have to be aware of is forget replacement theology. Amen. <laughs> well, and let's own, let's own how much replacement theology a, that yeah. we've been a part of. Uh, and we had even no the teaching. Of. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. So, Billy? Well, I'm, I was going to say about that, you know, it's so important that we see this as in Christian Christianity, as these feasts, these Judaic roots, is our foundation. Yes, very it's foundation. nothing other than our foundation, right. Kaz. Yes. And when we can lay this again, and God is actually causing us to repent from that, that we've had other things that we have placed, and we've had to pluck up, yes. dig up, yes. and then lay correctly. And when that is down correctly... Everything can be built on it, and the kingdom of God can be established yes, in yes. a region because of it. Exactly. Right. And, and Annie talked a little bit about the feasts and festivals, and, yeah. he, and here's what's going on. We just concluded the Feast of Tabernacles yeah. time frame, right. and uh, because we have a love for not only the Jews and Israel, but also the feasts and festivals, we've been observing here in San Diego County because some words have gone forth that uh, San Diego is a prototype city for the building again of the tabernacle of David. If you're not familiar with that, God wants to rebuild his uh, tabernacle of worship and praise so that all the people can come to know him, says the Lord who does these things. And in San Diego County of late, just last week and the week before, and during the Feast of Tabernacles in San Diego, amazing things have been going on. It's called like, was it 72 hours of worship and praise at David's Tent, San Diego at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. And then there was a Feast of Tabernacles things at the Garden uh, at the River in Vista. And then we then, then there was the Awaken the, the Dawn and Tent America, where there were 400 tents concurrently over 50 hours last week, worshiping and praising across the United States of America. And it was seated in San Diego, and we are so thrilled. So I know you guys have been watching, and we're going to invest the rest of the show to kind of dig in and see what God might be speaking to us. And I wouldn't be surprised, my listening friend, if he's already been whispering these things in your ear, and Billy goes, and this has been happening, or Annie goes, and this has been happening, and in your heart of hearts, you'll go, I kind of sensed that. That's because he's doing things, even though you may not have uh, the, the framework of the feasts and festivals, it doesn't matter. He's giving them to you in other ways as well. So uh, I'll tell you what let's do. Annie, would you be so kind? We've got about 60 seconds. I want you to pray over the rest of this show and declare it to the listeners as they're hearing. And then you and Billy and I, we're going to dive back in in the next segment. So if you'd be so kind, lay it on us, Annie. Well, Heavenly Father, we just, um, we we worship you. We Mm -hmm. lift your name on high. And we ask you now, Abba Father, that you would send your spirit afresh and anew to fill every listener, Lord God, even as we know 
that you create in sound, that the sound waves uh-huh. that are coming out yes. right now would permeate the region of San Diego and beyond for the things that you want to do in this season for such a time as this and the restoration of the tabernacle of David <laughs> on, in the yes. mighty name of Jesus. <laughs> amen. amen. And uh, Billy, Kaz, and all the rest of the <laughs> listeners, we all said amen. Amen. And we will Woo-hoo. be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we are back, and I hope you're listening with an ink pen and pad of paper in hand, because the things that we're going to be sharing with you, you're going to be going, oh, yes, I've noticed that, I've seen it, and take notes of these things, because God may call on you to share the enthusiasm that he has over San Diego, and you may just be that person in a grocery line, or uh, on your walk, or wherever it may be, he may call on you to stir up some other people, because that's how he's doing it here in San Diego County. A lot of people have seen, as a lot of us as well, uh, San Diego is a prototype city for what God wants to do in in the United States, but we're going to visit some of the the prophetic words that have been voiced into San Diego, and then we're going to ask ourselves and you the question: What does this mean for us today, but into tomorrow as well? Billy, I know you're you're burgeoning yeah, 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 with yeah, these. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? This is what I want to say about the prototype. Hmm. Uh, that was another thing that Chuck Pierce prophesied over us in 2012: we would be a prototype. Yes. And what I've watched about the prototype city that we are, uh, God is raising up apostolic centers and apostolic hubs all over the world. It's happening. Yes. And there are places that you can go, you know, like buildings, and they're big, mega apostolic centers, yes. right? But I've always known about San Diego, nobody would have just one of those apostolic centers. It would be the city of San Diego oh, that would on. be the, the apostolic, apostolic center. center. Oh, I love this. And every portion of God's people carrying this insurmountable anointing of revelation yes. and worship yes. and movement and sound. Yes. Uh, and this unity that's coming up out of that Kaz uh is is it's they're they're lending to it and yes. they're working together and we are becoming that prototype. Yes, I'm, words have been expressed over San Diego and over California for a long long time. Even I have some quotes from actually 1921 in San Diego and I'm just going to throw a few of these out to my listening friends because you need to know God has earmarked San Diego for a long time and for a long time we've missed the mark and done our own thing yes. and he's always been nudging us back into that intimacy. And so I, 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 I'm going to ask you to give some insight. Uh, you actually, uh, uh, the group with whom you are tied, uh, brought uh, Chuck Pierce, who is a, a voice for not only the United States, but the world as well, had some insights as well. And we're going to dip into a few of these prophetic things so we can use these as springboards to talk about what God is doing today, because these prophecies have been and are being uh, realized even now. I'm going to go back to 1921 in Balboa Park. Uh, and, and Annie, you can give your color commentary too. You're, you're welcome to do that because I don't think you were born in 1921. <laughs> Neither I, was I. I, know, I was like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, so were you. But they're, but they're looking at me as though I was. Okay, <laughs> okay. thank you very much. 
Well, 1921, the end of 1921, the fall season, Amy Semple McPherson, who was a powerful evangelist and healer uh, and voice for the Lord, and she came to the Oregon Pavilion in Balboa Park. And, you know, recently, not long ago, we did a Jesus Healed Outreach in Balboa Park. Which and, open air, the gospel going out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So okay. she was referred to a little bit yeah. there as well because some of the people have that history. But here's some of the things, things she said about San Diego back then. This, you know, 1921, San Diego wasn't much more than a little, little little breath of things going on. But she said, she said, uh, a dear little city, the joy, uh, uh, the joy of the whole earth might be written about its portals. And I got to thinking about Mm -hmm. that. And you know, the joy of the whole earth actually is a reflection of of, uh, Psalm 48, which says, uh, is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the joy of the whole earth. And so she was, uh, whether she realized it or not, prophesying over San Diego, being like Jerusalem. Are you kidding me? I say, Amy, thank you. but you know, there were San Diego had its problems. She right. identified San Diego as being, you know, a jewel, but it was an abused jewel. Talking yeah. about gambling, smoking, dancing, <laughs> gaiety, immorality, drinking, and talked about Mexico uh, and Tijuana being like a Monte Carlo back then, uh, and a lot of things festering and a sore uh, in the midst of this possibility for purity and morality, uh, which the devil has abused in San Diego. We in San Diego. That we have a, a, a trust that God's doing stuff. The enemy knows San Diego is one of God's jewels as well. And so he's kind of been fighting as well. Billy? You know, I just want to say this about that, about uh, down there at the park and the crusades that were there. Um, we took that so seriously, at, at, you know, in prayer for many years before Chuck came. And we laid hold of these prophecies that Amy and different other People had crusade, healing crusades down there, and there's aquifers down underneath mm. that whole uh, area, and we would lay hold of the, that water oh, good. down and say, you will come forth. Yes. You will spew up yes. here again, these healing waters, yes. and we laid hold of it. And so, you know, uh, I'm not surprised at all that she said the joy of the whole earth, yes. because we are sister cities. Jerusalem and San Diego are sister cities. Yes. We've been calling that forth for a long yes. time. We even have sister uh, ministries over there, uh-huh. you know. And so uh, praise God yes. that people are laying hold of this yes, now. Yes, yes. I mean, when that healing anointing came yes. for this year, you, you, it's going to only increase. Yes, and you talk about the aquifers that are yes. underground here. There are aquifers underground in Jerusalem exactly as well. Right. It's, so we really are uh, unidentical twins, if you want to say. <laughs> uh, any thoughts? Uh, you, you're another, a little different generation. I'm uh, you, nodding you, my head you, agreeing, you, you, hearing all the history. You embrace what's going on, clearly. So what's your insight no, on I something just, like this? I mean, even going to the pavilion and, and watching what the Lord, I, it's, I it's new and I was there this was their second one this year we were there at the first one and I felt like the Lord just said you know be a part of this like strike the ground and watch the reverberations that come out of this like it's a beginning you know but coming off of everything that's been spoken over Mm -hmm. it prayed over it like Mm -hmm. the the truth that's there and really like laying hold and being a part of that so yeah you know I I just wanted to say I can remember walking through the park years ago Mm -hmm. years ago and the Oregon Pavilion and Balboa Park I mean it's been around for a while for a long time but but being with teams going through and 
and running into teams yeah. who were praying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these were like 20 years ago and, and 15 years ago and eight years ago. And I mean, you know, there's been a lot of prayer over that park and over San Diego. I mean, there are prayer teams that have reached out. We should be having a taste of revival. Yes, we should be having, no, and we are. I'm going to ask you about, you were intimately involved when Chuck Pierce was here in 2012. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Okay. But I want, there, I want to bring one other prophecy for uh, San Diego and California that happened in uh, 1999, back in October. Oh, what month are we in? Oh, oh October. Yeah. Oh, oh, 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. 1999. There. And, and there was a, a, an evangelist, a minister, a healer named Carlos Anacondia that was was here in San Diego County in 1999. I know that name, but I didn't know he was here. Yes, he was. He was here twice. Yes. He was here twice, but this was done in 1999. He had a a, a pastor, you know, they come with an entourage, and one of the pastors' name was Pastor Ibarra, and there was a word over San Diego uh, during one of the revival meetings, and the person that was co-hosting with me last week, her parents were pastors uh, in San Diego area at that time. Uh, her her name is uh, Jesse Vecchio, and her, her pastor's dad and mom are Roger and Janet Friend in San Diego we County. Pastor Friend. Yes, yes. And, and, and uh, Carlos Anacondia shared a vision that was given to San Diego by Pastor Ibarra. Let me read pieces of this, and he because this relates to us right now, my friend. He, he said that God showed him a map of the wow. state of California, and we just finished uh, t- uh, San Diego uh, David's Tabernacle yes. tent in San Diego, but we also finished, just finished uh, Tent America 2019, yes. where 400 tents were going on across the nation. And here's this vision that he said, God showed him a map of the state of California with tents covering the entire state, up and down the state, and the tents were on fire in his glory. And not only did the pastors cry out for this, but many that were in the room during that meeting were touched and healed, including uh, 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 Jesse's dad and mom and her. Uh, her own mother was brought to her knees as a result of that. And I'll tell you what, prophecy was going on, and that's in 1999. Wow. And my friend, there have been prophetic words over San Diego. And Billy, why don't you just speak a moment about when Chuck Pierce was actually here in uh, August 29th of 2012. He also set the stage for this momentum, which we're experiencing now. Briefly give an overview of some of the things that he said, because his words oh are remarkable, and they're coming to pass. They are coming to pass. I, and I, you know, I wanted to say in 2002, we had a Feast of Tabernacles down yes. in Mission Valley. Okay, seven over 700 people were there in that tent. And it was prophesied by Derek Kuhn. Yes. Prophet, do you remember him? Yes, I do. Uh, that many tents would be raised up in San Diego. Well, that was in 2002. And now we see ministries like Kara. Uh, and Kara Real. Yes. Yeah. And many that has raised up tents all along the beach, yes. all the way up California. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just been amazing. Literal tents. I mean, right? literal yeah. tents Actual of tent worship. Yeah. And, it, and it's been wonderful. And, and if you don't get through it here, we'll go into the next segment because we only have about a minute here. Okay, so. but which when Chuck was here yeah. in 2012, uh, there were so many wonderful things that he said. But one of the things that he did say, he said that there would be um, – a power that's residing in the people of this region, and all of a sudden there would be a critical moment, and he would unlock the next move of God 
in this region. Yes. Well, when he said that, we received it. Yes. And we unlocked. Yes. Everybody was unlocking. We were praying. We were unlocking. We knew that the glory was being birthed. Yes. And that it would have to come from different worship people worshiping together. Yeah, and that's where we, the, the tent, he talked about the tabernacle of David being restored in San Diego and other parts of the nation as well. So that's where this 24-hour worship and praise strategy comes from the throne room, actually. Out of the throne room. And do you know, uh, we saw not only people being raised up in a new area of worship in their churches, but then one of these worshipers would go over and play (laughs) with that group. And then two of these would come over. It all happened that there's not a praise group, I don't think, today that is just in that group. It's somebody out of relationships that they have 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 come to really work hard in that they have uh what's the word when you plant something and it's oh we say this word all the time oh i can't remember it now i will before the night's over but it is a supernatural work that god's done in unity and we're all forming this big glory cloud of worship yes, that yes. we have done it together. Yes, yes. yes. Annie Stone, uh, Maranatha Chapel, Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms, International Ministries. This is a hot topic we're going to talk about in greater detail in the next segment, but I'm also going to ask Annie to give her insights because she she, she has a different kind of, her eyes are a little younger than our eyes, so she may see the same thing and get a d- different uh, inspiration behind it. We're going to talk about that when we come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. My name is Jim Garlow. Two things. First one negative, second one positive. Negatively, if we saw the condition of our nation, we would all be in prayer. Positively, if we could see what God could do with our nation, we'd all be in prayer. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And welcome back with co-host Billy Alexander of Limitless Realms International Ministries and Annie Stone of Maranatha Chapel. Uh, you know, uh, it's exciting to see the church come together. We talk about churches, but now God is having us refocus on the church in San Diego yes. County, which is a conglomerate of churches. And one of the things, Annie, that I love to see, and you are uh, involved in one of the larger churches in San Diego, Maranatha Chapel, and uh, your dad, Ray Bentley, is kind of... Uh, commandeering that, if you will. Uh, I like to see what's going on in the larger churches and the smaller churches, but they're not doing this individually. It becomes the Church of San Diego, which there are big churches and smaller churches. And when I see a pastor like your dad and uh, Miles McPherson and Jim Garlow, who who was pastor of Skyline for many, many years, uh, and he was just on just a moment ago. uh, uh, When I see the leaders of leaders doing this and other churches, and, and, and it's not us guys and you guys, now it is the entire body of Christ. Christ and the church body of Christ with pastors across different denominational lines and sizes. Uh, how remarkable. What's yeah. that say from your perspective, yeah. Annie? I, well, Billy remembered the word that you were looking for when we took a break, <laughs> and it was cross-pollinization, Cross-pollinization, right? right. Yeah. And so that's been something I, I'm watching happen. You know, um, we had... Um, 
what was it called? It's Saturate San Diego. Oh, yes, Do you yes, know yes, about yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. And that was with Miles McPherson and my dad. And um, and a lot of smaller churches, too. And so within a week of getting the information about that there were, um, you know, some Christian business leaders that had given their money to actually, th- the, the vision was to saturate San Diego with the gospel. Um, every single house would get uh, the Jesus film. They would get information about even local churches, and uh, but basically the gospel going out, yes. and that you would prayer walk every single neighborhood yes, yes. across the county and across the whole region of San Diego. So uh, my dad ended up calling Miles McPherson, and within a week we had uh, over 200 pastors of all different kinds of churches. Say that number again. Over 200 <sighs> different. And it was it was and they were <laughs> hungry and starving to get their zip code for their church and all of us working together for the gospel yes. to be poured out in this season and to be prayer evangelism to oh, take yes. place. Yes, so that was just incredible. And then, you know, watching how that actually overlapped with um uh, the 40 Days of Hope, 40 days of uh, hope. which literally was, Chris it Leaper goes with Chris o- Leeper, yes. yes. And so um, we, we've, we already do uh, 40 Days of Fasting um, leading up to Palm Sunday, and um, they were doing prayer and fasting, so we just ended up joining them. And that was with all churches, not even just in San Diego, <laughs> but that went up the entire state of yeah. California. Yes. And then I know that there's been words that have been spoken that, um, you know, over San Diego, that, that the gospel, that it would actually start just south of the border. Uh-huh. And that then it would go up the West Coast and then go across the United States. Yes, yes, yes. And so one of the things that we're, we're still doing that this year we're going to do the 40 days of hope we're praying we're fasting different churches coming together um kind of like the 12 tribes of israel everyone's got their own symbol even their own anointing that they have but they would all come together when there were times of war and that can be spiritually speaking right bringing the gospel to the whole world and then also times of worship. So I think that's what we're seeing right now. And Chris Leeper actually just gave uh, some information on, I think it was the Feast of uh, Trumpets. Yes. He was meeting in Baja, California, over 500 pastors oh, how of all different kinds of churches, all different sizes, like you're talking about, um, different denominations, all you know backgrounds, um, but coming together with prayer and with fasting and that being the whole focus and, and giving the gospel. And, and let yes, me just yes, yes. say years ago, we, I remember teams going down to Baja, going down mm. to uh, Mexicali and yeah. uh, Cal, uh, what's the other one? Cal- Calexico. Calexico. Uh-huh. But on down into different areas of, we took worship and prayer, yeah. worship and prayer. Yeah. And that was, I mean, it was just different churches. And then that accelerated were, with fasting, right? And I mean, that, it, it came, this is what's happening now. <laughs> I mean, now it's moving into the deeper things, right? right? Yeah. And so you, it, it, it's just amazing to me. You plow it, you sow it, and watch. Now, let's watch the harvest. Yes, you know, yes, we're yes. in the harvest season. Yes. <gasps> and one of the things that I see, and I want you both to speak to this a little bit. One of the things that I see <clears throat> is that th- there's not a, a singular individual saying, this is my movement. That, no. that was one of the things that snuffed <laughs> us out so many times in the no. past. Billy, you and I have seen oh, this boy. when we're looking for unity in the body of Christ. We go, oh, this could be it. But all of a sudden the person goes, yeah, and if you want more information, come to my church and here's the church address. And all of a sudden it became uh, a, a ministry of 
a certain denomination or a certain pastor, and all of a sudden other pastors go, I, I don't want to particularly join in this, but there's a whole different spirit going on today, right. Annie, yeah. and, right. and, and that spirit is really a spirit of, you know... Well, a reconciliation. Re- reconciliation. Uh, you know, I, I mean, honestly, uh, reconcil- humility, yes. a hunger for... for honor. The, yes, honor has been a huge thing that the Lord has been restoring, and I, I, like you were talking about... The foundation has to be yeah. set first yeah. for something to be built on top yeah. of that for it to remain. And I'm seeing that happen again, being with the generations, you know, the ones like behind me. It's so funny. Everyone keeps talking about the millennials, yeah. you know, the millennials. <laughs> and I'm like, there's generations after the millennials, before yeah. the millennials. Like yeah, we, yeah, yeah. And it, now it's more the millennial reign that that would be who are the people that are going to be yeah. there in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Oh, and that on. goes across all boards. <laughs> And it's time for the generals to be reinstated oh, again, on. to catch on fire and passion yes, yes, yes. for the things that they have been sowing yes, yes. and t- tilling the ground yeah. for, for, for yeah. you know, decades. I was just thinking about what you said a while ago about the the church, yes. one church now, right? Mm. And I, when you read in the scriptures, you see the church of Ephesus, the church of Philippi. Mm-hmm. I remember writing years ago, maybe 20, across my Bible, the church of San Diego. Come on. Let us see the church of San Diego. Yeah. And this yeah. is what we're seeing. Yeah. I mean, it's this is what it's going to take, though. And this is what it's taking. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. You've got a vision. You lay the vision down. Yeah. And you say, what's the vision of the Lord? I, yes. And how does this vision Amen. portion that you've given me right. lend to right. the vision of the Lord? Yeah. And so when you're having something, I say, what can God put inside of me Lend to that, even if it's just undergirding. Yes. And go, not just say, but go to that. Yeah. Annie comes to our meetings. We go over to her prayer meetings. Yes. Well, you know, it's like we go to other places yes. right. that we used to not do years yes. ago. We, right. we didn't do that. In fact, you know? Pastor Mayo said, we, we don't cohabitate well, over sure there. I'm not sure if I want well, you to. Yeah. Those days <laughs> Those days are, are over. Yeah. Yes, yes. I call yeah. that death by association. <laughs> there you and go. I'm like, we're killing the death by association. <laughs> we are you know? killing this is, our, this is the family of God. Yes. Yes. And you kind of lent towards this before, but it is out of friendship. Mm-hmm. This unity out that's taking place. It's total relate, like where we actually enjoy yeah. being in each other's company, talking about the Lord, yes. focusing and ministering to him. And it's, yes. it's exciting. And one of the things that I've noticed, uh, I early on decades ago thought it was going to come through the pastors but, uh-uh. and, and there would be like one meeting of pastors joining together. But then they all said, you know, I, I, we got our own things to do with the church. But what has happened in San Diego County are the worshipers and yes. the prayer warriors yes. are coming together. Yes. And, yes. you know, worshipers and Billy was talking about it in an earlier segment, how, you know, there's not even a, a a, a worship team that is not infiltrated by other worshipers uh, from other churches. And you know something too, Kaz, this is how the apostolic works. Yes. That's end time apostolic. I mean, it is like, I see God in you. What can we do? Yes. It's not about your ministry anymore. It doesn't work that way. Yes. And so Jesus, the apostle in this city is making sure this is happening. Yes. We're crossing. Cross, cross pollinization. Yeah, I that's love that what we're word. Doing. That's Billy what finally remembered finally. her word. <laughs> God gave it to and, me. And we hope you don't forget it as well. You know, one of the things that happens when this happens, when this horizontal relationship happens, it's not only different denominations and different pastors, but it also, one of the big things that happened this uh, during the Feast of Tabernacles here is the First Nation as in the the those who are uh, of uh, the first the nation land. the indian yeah, the mm-hmm. indian people mm-hmm. uh, 
are in, involved in it intimately, but also Jew and Gentile. I mean, the whole the whole package is coming together. The true one new man. The, the right. true one new man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to talk about this and other things in the last segment. We're going to do kind of a summary of what we've talked about, but hopefully we're going to light a match underneath you and to introduce you to the the uh, vision that the matchless one, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, has for you. And we're going to see what kind of fire he sets under us all uh, when Annie Stone and when Billy Alexander and I come right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And we're back. It's hard to keep these, uh, the, the team that we have here quiet during the breaks because we're going, oh, yeah, but what about this? What about that? Let me give you an overview of where we've come from so far in this one-hour show. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Thank you. Uh, I give you freedom to be able to tease me a little bit. Thank you very much. And, Billy, maybe I'll give you that same freedom. We'll I'll see. <laughs> what, what we've done so far in this hour is we've talked a little bit about past words over San Diego. Yeah. We actually delved into some words that actually went back to 1921. Amy Semple McPherson and uh, 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 Carlos Andacondia and some words over over San Diego and California and also Chuck Pierce from uh, 2012 and and thereafter as well words over San Diego. So we've kind of visited things in the calendar past and then we have looked into the calendar recent and talked about some things that have been going on and they're going to be going on uh, every year like Saturate San Diego was a venue that uh, your dad did with Miles McPherson. Yeah. Well, well and so and, then uh, that's and, the, the next thing that they're um, the vision yes. is to actually bring this to the entire state of California. Come on. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean yes, it's California. exciting. And, yeah. and, and Chris Leeper, 40 Days of Hope, yeah. this is not only the entire nation, but also Mexico yes. as well. So I mean, he, yeah. I, I wanted to, we, we kind of gave you the back story and we gave you the current events. Now it's time to uh, reach and extend into the future because Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, yes. we talked about the today. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the forever. So, <laughs> Billy, I know you have some things on the calendar, uh, and I think Annie... Uh, Stone, you have some things on the calendar. We'll talk about those things, and we'll kind of blend them in with the whole idea that God has a strategy for San Diego, and you and I, my listening friends, we get to be a prototype that other other areas of the United States and the world get to say, see and say, God's doing something, but he also wants to do the same thing in your city, your state, and your nation. Yes. So, Billy, give us an overview of some of the things that are on a calendar from your perspective, and Annie, jump right on in as yeah. well. yeah. Well, you know, a lot of things are happening, so this is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but a progressive word coming from Chuck, uh, Apostle Chuck Pierce and Dutch Sheets. Dutch who, Sheets. Dutch Sheets Chuck is Pierce. an amazing uh, apostle teacher that has been into San Diego several times, but they are coming and they, ha- they are culminating uh, a whole year of doing regional meetings with the, the the title being a time to plow, a time mm. to plow, and we needed uh, America to be plowed yes. again, so that the word of the Lord could come in the right vein. Yes. It, it, and so, of, of course, when we are plowing, that means our hearts are going to be plowed. Right. Yes. Right. And so, we're one of the very ends of these meetings, um, and it's a time to plow, um, plowing. 
for kingdom movement. Yes. We've had the sound, and now we've got to move with the sound yes. that God has given San Diego. This will be November 21st, Thursday, uh, at the Gardens, at the River, uh, at 390 Mimosa Avenue. Yes, in Vista. In Vista. Yes. And it, we need for you to register for this because we, we can host Probably 500 people, but we would love for you to come. It's in the garden. It's going to be outside. It's going to be a dynamic time of yes. worship and the word of the Lord. And uh, you can go to, to www.limitlessrealmsintl.org yes. to register. Yes, and, and, Billy, and it's free. It's free. And one of the things that Billy would say, and I'll say it for her, and that is while Limitless Realms is kind of being the front person for this, it's an interdenominational. Everybody, uh, not only everybody that's tied to a church, but if you're a believer that you're not tied to a church, or if you're even not a believer, come and see what God is doing. Let me say that again. We are hosting, period. Yes. And it, it is for the Church of San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> it's for our region and yes. Glory Alliance. It's another alliance of gatekeepers and watchmen uh, all over San Diego. Yes. They are hosting with us, yes. partnering with us. And so, yes. And Annie oh, Stone, yes. thrill uh, us. I um, know you've got things going I, on, There's too. so many things. Um, maybe I'll just say, uh, yeah, we are going to do the 40 Days of Hope again leading yeah. up to Palm Sunday. San Diego and California, all we of are. San Mexico, Diego, we are. Baja, up the state, exactly. <laughs> so you want to be aligned with that. Oh, yeah, enter enter in, into your search engine, 40 Days of Hope. Yeah. You'll see the name Chris Leeper. He's one of the ministers that's actually moving it forward, but he ha- he has no ulterior motives no. of building his no. own ministry. No, no, no. This is a body of Christ yes. thing. Yes, yes. And then we're also having Angus Backen come, yeah. uh, who's in South Africa. And um, he, I don't even know how to, if you, uh, have you seen the movie Faith Like Potatoes? That's his, uh, <laughs> That's his, his story, story right. of even, you know, resurrection from dead to life. I mean, powerful, powerful testimony. Um, a man of God who moves um radically uh in the simple in the prophetic faith. and simple faith mm-hmm. but i mean a call to prayer and within i think it was only maybe like a week he had just an open field um with everything that was going on in south africa a call for prayer a million people showed Come up on. in the field so he's going to be bringing that that message of reconciliation of of coming together of unity Come which on. is what we're talking about uh, to Maranatha, September 26th and the 27th. And, they can and find that's out in by 2020, maranathachapel.org. Yes. Yeah. And what was the God's word through your dad? Yes. This, yeah. This so year? unity was the word coming uh-huh. out of Psalm 133, that the Lord commands a blessing yes. when he sees the unity of the brethren yes. dwelling together. Ray so, Bentley, Pastor Ray Bentley of Maranatha Chapel, he gets it, folks. Yeah, he gets he it. Your daddy gets <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, he I does. I appreciate yes, that. Yes, he does. So uh, we won't, we've got maybe three or four minutes left. What I'd like to do is to have each one of you declare something for our listening friends, because here's the deal. You can hmm. sit back and be a bystander and kind of observe this. And God says, well, you know, that's okay. You've done that in the past. Mm. We're, the, the gears are changing. It's not an observance thing. It's an activity thing right yeah. now. Yeah. And God has called you, my listening friend, for mm. a calling that nobody else can match. Yeah. And he's asking you to step out. Don't worry about uh, 
failing or succeeding, there will be people added to your left and to your right that will help uh, nurture you and uh, grab your arms and help you stand because that's what God's doing in San Diego County. And and, and just be watching. He's going to add people to you, but you may be added to somebody else for the same purpose. Mm. So uh, I'm going to have you, Annie Stone, I'm going to have you kind of proclaim to this, our San Diego listeners what God is doing from uh, the younger generations. You can be speak on behalf not only of your generation, but the younger generations. And I want you to be a voice of encouragement. Yeah. Billy, I want you to do the same thing. Each of you yeah. take about a minute and yeah. then we'll close the show because my listening friend, God's not done with you. In fact, no. he's only just yeah. begun. Yeah, he needs all of us, all hands on deck for this season, and for this greatest <laughs> harvest that he is going to be ushering and bringing in. Um, and so, yeah, I... Uh, I believe that that word in, um, that is spoken about, that the, the hearts of the fathers will yes. be turned towards the sons and the sons' hearts towards the fathers Come is on. actually speaking about the Jewish people and them being our fathers, that that's one layer of interpretation. Yes, so good. And then us, the, the church, yes. uh, being the sons, kind of the newcomers, right? You know, coming in uh, for the last couple thousand years and where <laughs> we could actually humble ourselves and actually learn from one another another um, and come together, that's where we're going to get the fullness. Oh, so uh, I just proclaim that over every year that these things are for you. Um, yes. Treasures. Come on. Open treasures. for you. Billy, about a minute. Wow. All I can say is out there, we've been awakened come in on. San Diego. We've been aligned. And now it's time to do something. Come on. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying today is the day of doing obeying, yeah. yes. loving, and moving, like moving in what you know, yes. okay? Radical and uh, there is a scripture that is mm. my very favorite scripture. It says, the Lord has chosen Zion. Hey, that's you. Oh, come on. The Lord has chosen Zion. He's desired it for his dwelling place. This is my rest forever. Here I will dwell for I've desired it. He so desires you. He so desires to be a, just to, for you to hold him and carry him. So we are carriers of the glory in this season <laughs> yes. that we're in. Yeah. And you're important. Yeah. And do your Ooh. part and watch God build a tabernacle. Amen. David over That's San right. Diego. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to thank Billy Alexander, Limitless Realms International, and Annie Stone of Maranatha Chapel for co-hosting with me on this vital topic of Christian unity here in San Diego County. Folks, God is on the move, but he doesn't want to move forward as he can without you because you're a big part of it. You've been sitting in the pew maybe for just too long. It's Mm -hmm. time to be activated. Allow God to activate activate you. Ask him and see who he adds to you and how he adds you to other people as well. So it's been a great time, Billy. Great time. It's been been a great time as well, Annie. Thank you. We're... we're, uh, Listen to Come Together San Diego in future shows because this is what we're doing. I guess you could say our calling is to come together together San Diego. What's so long? Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.